0: Hey everyone, this is Christian Benavides, Digital Content Director at Texas Watch, and I'll be your host for this episode of Texas Tales. In today's episode, Executive Director Ware Wendell brings you up to speed on what is happening at the Texas Capitol, including our campaign against the Trucking Lobby Bill. This is Texas Tales.
1: I'm Ware Wendell, I'm the Executive Director of Texas Watch. Texas Watch stands for safety, accountability, and justice. We advocate for working families, for consumers, for policyholders, for patients, for the general public down at the Texas Capitol. Uh, we have a wonderful team. I'm joined by Christian Benavides, our digital content director, and Kelly Taft, our development and operations director, and all of you. You are the strength of Texas Watch, our activists, and we are so very thankful for everything that you do for the cause of justice. Um, We do this work because of you, and we are able to do this work because of you. So thank you to each of you. So you may recall in the last rundown, I went on a bit of a rant. I confess that to you. Um, It just made me crazy that Children froze to death in our state due to very preventable reasons. The winter storms, the government breakdown, the electricity grid going down because the operators, the companies didn't want to spend money on winterizing their facilities. Then our water system going down. Some of you may still be dealing with water quality issues around the state. So I went off. Um, I know I did, uh, but I had to get some things off my chest. People didn't have to die, and we've got to do better in this state. I will say that the capital is paying attention, but we've got to keep our eye on that to make sure that they follow through and that the corporations actually do what they were told to do 10 years ago, which was winterize their plants. So I'm not gonna talk more about that today. I talked a lot about it last time. I will in the middle portion of our program today give you some tips on uh, how to pick up the pieces after the storm but we'll get to that in just a minute let's bring you up to speed on what's been happening at the texas capitol uh, we are in the teeth of the legislative session now uh, the building is open uh, committees are taking testimony um, it, it's it's a session y'all. it's a session and it's a different session i mean we're all wearing masks Um, You go through the tents on the north side of the Capitol to get your COVID test. Everyone should do that. We're keeping our distance. Uh, We're being as safe as we possibly can. They've got these filters in the committee rooms. So it's different than many sessions that I've worked, but it's the same as well. It always comes down to what are the issues that matter and who are the people who show up to make their voices heard. As you might imagine, the professional lobbyists are really good at their jobs. They wouldn't get paid all that money if they weren't really good at their jobs, if they didn't have relationships with members of the legislature. And look, there's a First Amendment uh, right to lobby your government, to petition your government. I am a lobbyist, but I, I lobby for you. I lobby for you. I try to get the best information I can to those lawmakers so that they can protect their constituents and families all across our state. So, so we know the lobbyists are going to have a presence at the Capitol, and then it comes down to, are the people going to have a presence at the Capitol? And that's really the role that you play, and that's the role that we play in connecting you with the political process. That's why we're here. And I have to say, y'all, um, you showed up and you turned out in ways that I don't think were expected on probably the biggest bill of the session in terms of public safety, and I'm talking here about the trucking bill. Now, you've seen all of our messaging about House Bill nineteen. This bill is being pushed by the trucking lobby. Basically, what's happened here is they they failed at the federal level to convince your congressman, your congresswoman, our our, our US senators to change our laws to make it easier for them to get away with killing people. I'm sorry, that's an ugly way to say it, but it's the truth. And I'm always going to be truthful with you. So they failed at the federal level, and now they're bringing their their circus to the state level. And we are one of the first states who's getting a full blast of this. I believe Iowa is also dealing with some of this right now. So we've got the trucking lobby in a very organized fashion, I'm painting a picture for lawmakers at the Capitol of, gosh, our insurance rates are going up gosh, we're having to deal with these lawsuits. We've got to do something about this. And they're essentially asking for the laws to be changed in their favor. Um, I happen to believe that we all should live by equal justice in this state and in this country. I happen to believe that's what our Constitution says. I happen to believe that's the entire point of the Seventh Amendment, your constitutional right to trial by jury, that that no man is above or below the law. We all live by the same laws. We live and work by the same rules. If you read the Founding Fathers, they agreed with that very deeply. Um, every state constitution had a right to trial by jury. Seventh Amendment in the Bill of Rights, is, is that's the amendment. The right to trial by jury is the one that protects all of your other rights. If your freedom of speech is being infringed, what do you do about it? Well, you take the government to court. You bring that dispute before the court and before a jury of your peers. Our juries, and you've heard me say this before, and I'm gonna say it every time because I believe it in my bones, our juries are our smallest and most representative form of government. They are us, we are them, right? Um, They are our most accountable form of government because we all live with one another. You know you see them at the little league games you see them at the grocery store we all have to live with one another and they're the least corruptible form of government because you can't give a juror a campaign check it doesn't work like that that's called tampering so their job is to listen very closely to the evidence they are the fact finder The the trial court judge is the gatekeeper in terms of what evidence should be presented to the jury for for the jury to weigh the credibility of that evidence. And then they apply the facts to the law. They answer some questions as to who's at fault here, what does that mean for the the party who's been harmed, uh, what are the costs that should be allocated, or I should say reallocated because the wrongdoer has already imposed those costs on someone. So the jury plays a very important role. And in House Bill 19, and I want to be very careful here, as it is currently written, and I'll talk about that in a minute, it essentially keeps vital information away from the jury when it comes to truck wrecks. And it basically narrows the focus just on the truck driver. I mean, really, it does. The truck driver's actions in the moments leading up to the crash three seconds 10 seconds leading up to the crash so all the things that happened around that not the seconds leading up to the crash but the years leading up to the crash in terms of what that corporation did or didn't do the culture that was created in that corporation when it came to safety or wasn't created in that in that corporation when it came to safety A lot of that information, the jury doesn't hear about. And from our perspective, because we work on behalf of families, the family doesn't get to learn as much about what happened when their loved one was killed or rendered a quadriplegic for the rest of their life. Okay, so bear in mind that these these large trucks, they weigh 20 times as much as our cars and our trucks on the roads, as passenger vehicles, 20 times. As much as 80,000 pounds are coming at you, and y'all have all had that feeling on I-35 where you're trying to get around the truck, or you're trying to hang back um, and keep a safe distance, and lo and behold, here comes another truck, and now you're boxed in, and you got a truck behind you, a big truck in your rearview mirror, and I call them those white white knuckle moments because you're gripping that steering wheel. And and there's nowhere good for you to go on the road, and you're just hoping and wishing and praying that you're going to get through that moment um, intact, that your family will be safe. Well, the truth of the matter is many, many families are not safe on our roads in Texas. We love Texas. Uh, we want Texas to be first across the country. Unfortunately, Texas is first in the nation when it comes to large truck crashes. We lead the nation, we dwarf uh, other big states like California and Florida. We have more truck crashes in Texas than than the surrounding states combined. Just in the last few years, we've seen those truck wrecks go up 27%. And if you take it back to 2009, and then you come forward to today, truck wrecks uh, and truck fatalities Deaths, people being killed on our roads by large trucks, have more than doubled, a 105% increase in truck fatalities since 2009. Think about that. Stop and think about that. I pulled the numbers because I thought, well, maybe that's because of population. Texas is growing. We got people moving here from all over. So I pulled the numbers, and Texas grew, yes. It grew significantly. It grew 18%, nearly 20% in that time. But truck fatalities went up 105%. 18% population growth, 105% growth in the number of Texas families who are being killed by these large trucks. So we have a safety crisis in Texas. There's no way around that. We do. We need to be Honest, we need to admit that. And that's a problem that we need to solve. There was a hearing yesterday um, on the bill, on House Bill nineteen. And that was really the point that I tried to to give voice to for the committee members. This was what I call a marathon hearing. I mean I think it went thirteen hours, it might have gone fourteen hours. It was a it was a long day. It was a long day for all the members of the committee. Uh, It was a long day for all of us there testifying. I want to thank all the members of the committee. I want to thank the chairman of the committee for creating an open process where everyone's voices could be heard. I think that's in the best spirit of the Texas Capitol, a place where I've spent a lot of my life. I think it's in the best spirit of our Constitution and our First Amendment right to petition our government. So I want to thank the chairman of the Judiciary and Civil Jurisprudence Committee for creating an open process. He's carrying the bill and he said at the beginning of the hearing and I don't want to misstate him. Y'all can watch the video and we'll, we'll post the link for it. He said that that he's listening and that he is looking at the language of the bill and that he is open to making some changes in the bill. So I appreciate his openness very much and we always want to work very constructively with all of the lawmakers and especially the bill authors especially when we're opposed to legislation. Um, and, And I have been clear throughout, I am questioning the effect of House Bill 19. I'm not questioning the intent of the bill author, someone with whom I have worked on other issues and hope to work again with this session. But I'm concerned about the unintended consequences of this bill. So we really tried to focus our testimony at Texas Watch on safety, safety, safety. A lot of those statistics uh, that I just uh, told you about, a lot of that research. But more important than anything I had to say for that committee is what y'all came to say. So many families made the trip in. This is during the pandemic on the heels of the uh, the snowpocalypse, as we call it in our house, made the trip into Austin. Just to paint a picture for y'all, we don't have running water inside of the Capitol right now in terms of Water fountains, okay, because it's not safe to use them. Um, and so, just getting people into the Capitol, trying to keep them comfortable for 12 and 13 hours, so they could they could have their say. That was a big challenge. But many of you showed up. You turned out, and you were heard, and you told your stories. These are families who have been devastated, who have been impacted in the in the in the most profound ways people who have lost family members, lost their spouses, their children, or they have their spouse, but their spouse is not like they were before the wreck because they've suffered brain injuries, or their spine was affected in such a way that that they can't move like they used to before. One gentleman um, told me he got in the car at 2 a.m. to drive to Austin to be there, and he stayed for the duration. So we do this work because of you. We are here to help connect you with the process. I am so thankful that we were able to do that yesterday on the hearing on House Bill 19. And, and I, I am firmly convinced that that testimony from those families, from real people all over our state, from good Texans, talking about the impact for them of, of these truck crashes, and what it's like, and we know how tough Texans are. We don't like to bellyache. We don't like to, to say that we're having a hard time. That's not what this state is about. We get it done, we get going, right? So for folks to stop and and, and let, the, let the committee members know what this has been like for them, so powerful. So thank you to each and every family who came, who stayed, who, who gave voice to their story and made their truth heard. Um, we're going to need you again. And I want to thank each of you who have taken the time to send a letter into the Capitol. We set an aggressive goal of getting 2,000 letters into the Capitol by the hearing, and y'all blew it out of the water. I think we're over 2,500, maybe 2,700. Kelly, if you can... Correct me in the comments, please. Um, And if you can post the link again, that would be really helpful for everyone who's watching today. Uh, But if you have not already, my my ask of you is to go to TexasWatch.org, our main page. It's the featured item when you go up there. It says, Oppose House Bill 19. Um, Take a minute. I mean, it doesn't even take a minute. Take 30 seconds and take action. All you have to do is write your name in, write your address in, click send. We have a letter already there for you. You can modify it any which way you want to. Um, if you have a personal experience or if you have a family member or a friend who's gone through this, lit lawmakers know that. But there's so many people who've been impacted by these large truck wrecks. And I have to tell you, the bill as it's currently written applies beyond 18 wheelers. It applies to four wheels. It applies to the Amazon van who was who was in your neighborhood every day dropping packages off. It applies to to Uber and Lyft vehicles. Um, Anybody who's who's hit and hurt or killed by a commercial vehicle. It applies to you and the bill as it's currently written in my estimation threatens your rights in ways that could have very, very dire consequences for you and your family. And if you cannot be compensated, if your costs cannot be taken care of, if God forbid you find yourself in the crosshairs here, if you can't be taken care of, then we as the taxpayers have to take care of you through through charity, medical care, through Medicaid, you name it. So yes, there's a cost. And I hear that truck trucking companies are upset about their cost, about their insurance rates going up because Um, There's more lawsuits. I hear that. But what I also know is that truck crashes are on the rise. Excuse me. Truck crashes are on the rise. Truck fatalities are on the rise. And so they have a lot of work that they need to do to clean up their industry. If your driver has a drug problem, get him help. Take him off the road. Take him off the road. Maintain your trucks. Check the brakes. Pay your mechanics well, so they do their job well. Have a safety director on staff whose job all day every day is to just care about the safety of of your fleet. Follow the laws, follow the regulations. There are very clear federal regulations in place for motor carriers. So clean up your act, stop killing us. And I'm talking right now to the trucking corporations. Truck drivers, I have a lot of sympathy for truck drivers, for truckers. You may have heard me say this before. This is one of the last jobs in in my mind, given what they've done to our workforce in this country and hollowing out the middle class and the working class. You know, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poor. Truck driving jobs are some of the last jobs where you don't have to go to college to be able to afford to send your your kid to college, community college, four-year college. It's one of those last blue-collar jobs where you can take care of your family. So I hear you for the truckers. And, and oftentimes for some of them who've developed drug problems, who are on meth, why are they on meth? Because they're being pushed too hard by the trucking companies. They're being told that you've got to get this load from point A to point B. You've got to do this run in, in 20 hours. And maybe the, the only safe way to do that run is, is for it to take 30 hours because those trucking companies are putting profits before people. And when I say people, I mean, first and foremost, families who are impacted. But when I say people, I I also mean truck drivers who are being abused in the name of profit. So for the trucking companies and for those of y'all who stood up there yesterday and told the committee members that, gosh, you just can't catch a break. Clean up your own house. If you do, it will be good for you and your business. And it will be good for all of us on the roads. So I'll close by saying, please take 30 seconds, go to our website, texaswatch.org, uh, click on our action page, or it's it's featured there on the main page, and make sure that your voice is heard at the Capitol. We're nearing 3,000 letters into the Capitol. I'd love for us to get to 4,000 letters. That's my challenge to you. And if you've already taken a moment to, to send a letter to your representative. You don't even have to know who your representative is, who your state senator is. We make it easy. I mean, it is, so long as you put your address in, it's gonna send it to the right person. So if you've done that already, my challenge to you, if you care about the, the safety of families on our roads, if you care about your family's safety, and I know you do, take a minute, circulate that that link on on your social media. Some of y'all may not be on social media. You may be listening to me through our podcast. Take a minute. You know how you get those chain emails? You know, Like all the folks who show up for Thanksgiving, your family email chain? Go ahead and send our action to your family email chain and say, uh, if they're in Texas, hey, if y'all, if y'all don't like having that white knuckle feeling on I-35 when you're surrounded by 18 wheelers and you're worried that they're going to hit you, um, we've got a way to stop that, and it takes a minute. So fill out your name and your address, click send, and your lawmakers will hear from you. But you are putting people pressure on the Capitol. I call it people pressure. It is so important that they hear from you. They hear a lot from me, but I want them to hear from you. And you're doing that, and let's do more of that. Please oppose House Bill 19. We are going to work constructively with the committee. We are going to send our recommendations to the committee in terms of how we can improve things in terms of safety so i'm working on that right now as soon as i get off of of this call with you um, that's my next thing on my to-do list so we're going to try to get the best information to the committee as we always do with every committee to see if we can improve safety in this state so thank you for joining that cause Um, it's working because of you that's the reason why um, it's working so thank you to each of you Okay, I want to talk about the storm because, I mean, here in Austin, as I record this today, it's it's a, it's a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> it's, a, it's springtime weather, basically, and it's easy to forget what we went through a couple of weeks ago. And if if you're in decent shape in your home or in your business, we're still dealing with the fallout of water damage at the Texas Watch Office. But if you if you were spared that. It's easy to forget. It kind of goes down the memory hole, how bad it was a couple of weeks ago. But many of you are dealing with with damage from the storms. Many of you are dealing with high electricity bills. If you were on auto pay with your utility company. I will say this, the Attorney General's office sent out an advisory saying to consumers, If you're on auto pay if you're on auto debit with your utility company it's a good idea to get off of bill pay with them right now because some of these companies are hitting people with seventeen thousand dollar electricity bills i'm not exaggerating you can read the the media clips for yourself so point number one get off of auto pay and if they hit you with a huge bill take it up with them take it up with the attorney general's office they've got a consumer Um, division Kelly if you can find that number and put that in the comments that would be wonderful Um, consumer protection division over at uh, the Attorney General's office so get off of auto pay so they don't just take ten grand out of your bank account if you're lucky enough to have ten grand in your bank account so that's the first thing second thing is if you're dealing with your insurance company I was invited to testify on behalf of Texas watch uh, in the House Insurance Committee Time is a flat circle right now. I think that was two weeks ago. And I appreciated the invitation very much to talk about the storms, the impact of the storms on property owners, on policyholders. So burst pipe claims, collapsed roof claims, you name it, what's coming out of this storm. And uh, I impressed upon the committee that we've got resources available to folks, uh, and we do, and many of you know about it, but if you don't, please go to our Storm Help website you can go to the main page and just click on the projects tab. I think it's number one on our projects tab right now. Hashtag storm help. Uh, It's also texaswatch.org slash We've got everything you need to know right now in terms of dealing with your insurance company. What we're doing is we're trying to create a one-stop shop for you. We're taking the best information from the Office of Public Insurance Council. That's the state-funded consumer representative on insurance issues, and I think the world of OPIC. We call them OPIC for short. Melissa Hamilton and her team, they're doing a fantastic job over there. They've got great resources for you. You can also call them. They have a consumer hotline. Kelly, if you can put that in the comments. Sorry to be <laughs> sorry to be asking so much at you, Kelly, after an extremely long night, but I appreciate your help on this Facebook call. So OPIC has phenomenal resources. TDI, the Texas Department of Insurance, also does. They have a consumer helpline. So we're trying to put all that in one place for you, texaswatch.org slash stormhelp. We've got the top five tips for you, excuse me, if you're dealing with insurance claims. Sorry, I've been doing a lot of talking, so let's see if my voice can hold out for this call. Also, if you are dealing with a contractor, we've got tips for you there on selecting a good contractor. Number one, shop local. I tend to think that's a good thing to do regardless. I try to support our local businesses, our small businesses. We work on behalf of families, but small businesses as well. So you want to know that it's somebody who's in your community, who's been in your community for a long time and who's going to stay in your community after this storm. Because sometimes with unscrupulous contractors, you can get what I call the taillight warranty, which is, yeah, we're going to, we're going to stay stay there for you on this claim. We're going to honor our work and that that is <laughs> that's as good for as long as you can see their their tail lights. <clears throat> and as soon as they turn the corner, after they've got the check from you, you might not be able to track them down again. I mean, the name that was on the side of their truck, on that decal, on that magnetic decal, that magnetic sign, you might not be able to find out who they are in the future if you got into contact with someone who's not doing it the right way so you need to check them out check them out everywhere check them out on yelp google reviews angie's list angie's list is a phenomenal source of information on contractors and other service providers and i think you can get some of the information for free you might have to pay for the rest of it i'm telling y'all spend the money whatever it is 10 bucks 20 bucks it's the best 10 or 20 bucks you've ever spent Uh, we subscribe to angie's list check them out at the better business bureau i've seen this though before from personal experience where and i think i talked about this last time you know i do this all the time i'm a consumer advocate and i forgot to check out a contractor on one of those sites and if i had i would have learned exactly what i needed to know about this guy because he got really ugly to my wife and he tried to get ugly to me uh, because he had an unsafe worker on our job site who was drinking on the job. And I told him he needed to take his materials and, and get out of here. I don't want somebody with a power saw drinking a dose Equis on my property. So you can run into these folks from time to time. There's bad apples everywhere. I'm a lawyer. There's bad apple lawyers. I'm not going to say that there aren't, uh, but you need to check them out. Make sure that they are licensed and And uh, I'm sorry, insured and bonded. That's what I'm talking about here. Make sure they've got an insurance policy and they've got a surety bond. Those are two different things. They cover different problems that can happen um, on your property. Make sure that they give you proof of that. And take the time to call up the company that they're saying has them covered and has you covered while they're on your job site. Call them up and say, hey, does, does Joe Smith have a policy with you? Um, I've got this piece of paper that says that he has policy one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is that true? Is it paid up? Is it in effect? Same thing with the surety bond company. Check them out. And the other thing you can do is get references and get more than one or two. If they can't give you three or four or five recent references, folks for whom they have done work to talk with about their experience and then you might need to think twice about hiring them. So we've got those tips on on, uh, shopping for contractors. Let's talk about the insurance process. You've got damage. You're gonna need to get estimates from contractors. You may need them to do some temporary repairs so that things don't get worse if they are gonna do those temporary repairs before the insurance company gets out. It's really important that you preserve evidence so that the insurance adjuster, when they get out there, can see exactly what happened. So take a lot of pictures of the damage, take a lot of pictures of the surrounding areas of the damage, so the insurance company can't wrongly claim, oh, we see damage, but that was pre-existing. that was before the winter storm. You're trying to get paid for something that happened a long time ago, nope. Trying to get paid for something that just happened under my policy that I paid you premiums for. If you have burst pipes, and the plumber comes out, and you know how they cut that section of the pipe so they can patch in the new pipe and seal it. Keep the old burst pipe, put it in your garage, put it somewhere where it's safe and it's not gonna go anywhere um, because the insurance adjuster will wanna look at that and you'll wanna be able to show them, this is this is a burst pipe, it's not a slow leak. And because it's a burst pipe, hopefully it's covered under my policy. So keep all of that. Um, but let's say you've gotten multiple estimates from multiple contractors, you checked out those contractors, You kind of know what the range is gonna be for repairs, you're working with the insurance company, and then if the insurance company starts to buck on you and they say, okay, you've got damage, we see that, we agree it's covered under the policy, you got us there, we agree with you, but um, we think you can do this job for less than what your contractors have bid the job for because we've got this fancy software that we use to estimate losses and the repairs and we think we know best I'm the insurance company right now we think we know best as to what it costs to get that job done in your local community we think we know best as to what the cost of materials are at your Home Depot your Lowe's your Ace Hardware um We think we know best. And you say, well, wait a second. I've actually talked to local tradesmen. I've actually talked to local contractors. They do this all day, every day. And they say that it costs 40% more than what you're saying it costs. Okay, now you're in a fight. Now you're in a dispute. You need to look at your policy. You need to read it very carefully. If you don't have a copy, if you don't have all of the endorsements, which are amendments to the policy that change the language of the policy, Your insurance agent should get that to you upon request. So make them earn their paycheck. Make them earn their commission with you. So get the policy, get the endorsements. Look for the section in the policy that that says appraisal. A-P-P-R-A-I-S-A-L, appraisal. This is a dispute resolution process that many policies have. Frankly, the insurance companies forced it into our policies years ago. So they put it in there because they didn't want these matters to go to to a lawsuit. And then some of them, some of these insurance companies are gaming this process. So they may put it in the policy, but maybe it's a one-way street. Maybe only they, the insurance company, get to start the appraisal process. And you've got to sit back and be reactive and not proactive. You're on the back foot instead of the front foot. Or maybe there's no time limit for when they need to start the process or when you need to start the process. So maybe you try very hard to work with them and they keep saying, nope, cost 40% more and you've got to get your own adjuster or you've got to get an attorney to now, you, now protect your rights under our insurance laws. And you get all the way into discovery, that's where you're learning about the lawsuit and about the wrongdoing. You get all the way into mediation, which is where both sides are sitting down and trying to negotiate a settlement with the help of a third person, the mediator, you're all the way in it, you're in it. This is a year into the dispute and now the insurance company all of a sudden says, oh yeah, appraisal. Oh, look at your policy, we've got appraisal in there and we want to use appraisal now. I don't like that because now we're a year into it. They could have done it a year before And if you invoke appraisal, if you start appraisal now, all it does is add time, expense, cost, delay to the process because you've got to hire an appraiser, cost money, they're going to hire an appraiser. If the two appraisers can't agree, uh, the process in most of these policies is that then everybody hires a third appraiser as an umpire to settle the dispute about the value of the loss, the amount of the loss. The dollars it's going to take to repair your property. So I want to highlight an excellent bill from Representative Travis Carty, Republican out of East Texas, Nacogdoches. You've heard me talk about him on another bill, on the auto repair bill, because he's doing great work there. But today I want to talk about a new bill from Representative Carty, who is such a leader in the Texas legislature on behalf of working men and women and families. House Bill 2534, 2534. You're going to be hearing a lot from us on House Bill 2534 because it cuts down and it ends all that gamesmanship. All those games that the insurance companies are playing right now. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to summarize the bill. I encourage you to read it for yourself and we'll make it possible for you to do that on our website. But basically, it says uh, on auto claims that appraisal needs to be a two way street. Both sides need to be able to start that process. You can't lay behind the log. You can't wait forever to start that process. It needs to be started within 90 days, nine zero days of the dispute, of the loss. And then let's try to get it figured out. Very simple, very common sense. So the message to the insurance companies is, you wanted this, you put it in the policies, now let's be fair about it. Let's not play games, let's be fair. Let's make this a two-way street. I think it's an excellent bill. We're gonna give you an opportunity here in just a matter of days to be able to tell your lawmakers to please support House Bill 2534, to fix the insurance games that are being played right now by insurance companies, in the appraisal process it's a very pro-family bill it's gonna clean it up so all right please remember that you are an influencer you have a platform you have a voice we try to make it easy for you to make your voice heard so we are constantly pumping out content uh, just in the last week you have seen so many new videos from us on the trucking bill House Bill 19 so check out all of our platforms Um, many of you are seeing me right now on Facebook if you haven't already like our Facebook page follow our Facebook page invite your friends to do that that's really important for us we're seeing our numbers go up because you are doing that so there's a button where you can invite your friends and if you don't know how to do that email us at texaswatch at texaswatch.org we will jump on a phone call with you we'll show you how to do that on your Facebook page But if you think it's important for there to be a voice of the capital for consumers and workers and families, we are that voice for you. And, um, And we need more people in this effort, and you can help us with that. So when you see our content, share it. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube. We're trying to get our subscriber numbers up on YouTube. We're in the 200s. Can we get to the 500s here in a week or two? That would be awesome. If everybody who's listening to me right now, whether on Facebook or later on our podcast would just, while you're listening to me, go to YouTube, put Texas Watch in quotes, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, in a blink of an eye, we would be up to 500 subscribers on YouTube. So please, and when you're sending an email to your family email chain, tell them, hey, check them out on YouTube. I know y'all are watching a lot of stuff on YouTube. I I like to watch a lot of car videos on YouTube. I'm on YouTube all the time. Check out Texas Watch too. Um, So check us out there. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're everywhere. So look for us and uh, make sure you're in our world on all those platforms. If you're able to help us financially, of course, we run on your donations. If you can give us a dollar, $5, $7 in honor of the Seventh Amendment, we need your help. Uh, we run on those contributions we are here for you we are you so please go to our website texaswatch.org donate it's right up there in the top right corner and uh, we make it easy if you can make it a monthly donation that helps me and kelly as we are building the budget for texas watch and we're figuring out how much money we can put into communications which is really our goal Um, If you can make it a monthly contribution, you know, it gets on your credit card. You don't have to think about it that much. Set it at a level that makes sense for you and your family budget. Any amount helps us. If $5 a month right now is good for your budget, I get it. It's a pandemic. It's tough out there. So don't feel like, oh, I'm insulting them by just doing this little amount. No, I am honored. Kelly is honored. Christian is honored by every dollar that you can um, help us with. No matter how big, how small, it's all big to us. If you can, if you can come in at a monthly contributor at twenty-five dollars a month, you will get a lapel pin like this that I'm wearing because I am a contributor to Texas Watch. Um, that's our Spartan lapel pin commemorating the three hundred Spartans who held the line at Thermopylae. As I, I like to study some history. I know many of you do too. As I look back at those Spartans. Um, It shows what a small group of really committed people can do if they come together. So any amount helps us. If you can make it monthly, it helps us. If you can make it $25 a month, that's huge for us. It really is. We're going up against lobbies that have millions and millions of dollars. I mean, they come into the legislative session sitting on a a piggy bank of millions of dollars. They spend millions and like that, they've got more millions coming in. So it's long odds. And, and I like that kind of party. I like that fight. So we have you and we are so thankful for you. Always remember, there is strength in numbers. Knowledge is power. And we thank you for joining us in this cause for justice. We do this because of you. We are here for you. Contact us anytime at TexasWatch at TexasWatch.org. We'll be back soon, y'all. Take care.
0: Texas Watch is a nonprofit, nonpartisan, citizen advocacy organization that takes on corporate wrongdoers, fighting to restore responsibility and protect Texas families. We can't do this work without you. You can support us at TexasWatch.org slash donate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Knowledge is power, and there is strength in numbers. Join us.